tuning in this is our fourth podcast and every single person that has tuned in and joined us thus far on our holy receipts journey um this week podcast number four if we will be talking about mental health um i want to go ahead and introduce ourselves my name is jessica hi everyone i'm lisa and hi i'm caitlin and we're so excited to be here on this podcast. And I believe yes, this, yes. this week is going to be awesome because we're going to talk about mental, mental health in regards to that as well as the church and how it relates or contrasts, comparison and contrast between mental health and in the church and outside of the church and what that all means as believers, as followers of Jesus, as Christians and this is an exciting topic. Um, one quote that stood out to all of us this week was by Yana Van Zandt, and it says, I'm going to go in a bush and weep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel that on a deep spiritual level. Yes. <laughs> in every way, 2020 has been quite the roller coaster. Strenuous. Very strenuous. And we're just going to talk about this mental. Traumatic. Yes. <laughs> In every Just, way. All the synonyms. <laughs> Put them all. In beaming lights. And so, yeah, so let's get started. So let's talk about the pandemic. How is everyone doing thus far? It is now the week of Thanksgiving. We're in a pandemic and mental health definitely takes a toll because many of us aren't able to see families or travel and um, obviously, for obvious reason, reasons, because the CDC says that it would be best if people just go ahead and cancel Thanksgiving. Go ahead yeah. and cancel, wear the mask, social distance, <laughs> you know, yep. um, the numbers are on the rise again. It feels like mm-hmm. a second wave, and I feel like a lot of I us think have the third. Uh, the third wave. Because the second was like in the summer, right? So the first hit was like in March. I don't, I don't know which wave we on. <laughs> it feels like a wave after wave. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it feels like a wave after wave. Like you stand on the beach, there's one wave that hits you, and another wave. It's like you're mm-hmm. tossing and turning. Um. So anyway, so how do we feel about this pandemic so far? I know that it takes a bit a uh, toll on our mental health. Um. Well, yeah, you, you want to start it off first, Jess? I'll go ahead and start off first, and then okay. I'll. Um, so I definitely have gotten to a point of almost pandemic fatigue and Zoom fatigue mm-hmm. and online fatigue, and uh, it's very, very, it's been very difficult, so to speak, because mm-hmm. you can't touch people that you really want to touch and you can't get close yeah. to family your own even your own family members which is just insane and so if you can barely get in touch with your family members that really you can't even get in touch with your friends or associations with other people because you're trying to stay safe 
And yeah. mentally, we were cre- I personally think we were created to be social beings. And so to be told by the CDC and the powers that be that you can't touch, you can't, you know, can't even touch, see can't facial. Breathe. Yeah, can't, can't breathe. See. Can't, you can't, can't sing. sing. Yeah. Can't sing. Okay. And I think that came out in New Jersey or something like that, where they were like, or was it Pennsylvania? Oh, yeah. I forget. Which state? I, I don't know um, what you there's mean. There's so many stories. Um, yeah. there there came out this news where one of the states had like put up like kind of like a ban advisory to say, you know, if we're gonna get together, just don't sing for Thanksgiving. <laughs> just don't what? Oh, Thanksgiving. I just don't know that. Don't you sing? And let me look this up so I can be correct. Um, don't sing for Thanksgiving. But anyway, um, people are saying that must be recent. Yes, it was. Um, don't sing. Okay, let's see. Hold on. Okay. Yep. Who was it? Yep, New Jersey. No singing. (laughs) What? Um, Wow. So if you. Okay, so it says um, New Jersey or the office of the governor had said basically no singing, shouting, or loud music um, as New Jersey announces Thanksgiving dinner rules. And this is from the Shores News Network. And they basically (laughs) were saying, you know, if you're going to get together with folks, don't even sing because you You don't want the particles of spit or anything like that you know people yeah and that was by the um new jersey health commissioner judith parashili chili i probably butchered the last name but anyway um basically don't sing avoid singing or talking loudly because your spit and all that stuff can travel so i mean on top of Mm. not seeing family or being amongst family Telling someone not to sing or do holiday singings, or you know, it's just it puts a mental toll because I you're made to touch and feel and hug and embrace yeah. after not seeing each other for months on end, and we're approaching almost eight to nine months of being in this pandemic, and it oh seems like goodness. there's no end to this tunnel, and so mentally. It is taxing. It's taking a toll. I'm not going to, I'm going to admit, I'm going to put my hand up and admit it has taken a mental toll for me because I'm definitely extra extroverted, mm-hmm. be very, very extroverted. And so to be told you can't touch, you can't be within so many, you can't see someone's face, console someone or see their facial expressions. It's like, it's too much it's too much but at the same time I have to remind myself that I'm saving someone else's life I'm saving Mm -hmm. my life and lives of other people who may be susceptible to the drastic circumstances or consequences of contracting this virus so yeah Yeah. that's my take on the, the pandemic part okay Mm-hmm. Caitlin, I, I figure I go last since I'm probably the <laughs> the last of the spectrum. Yes, of the other side of the yes. spectrum. Yeah, because yeah. um, 
Yeah, Jessica and I are losing. I will say we're losing our minds, but verbally, <laughs> we lost our minds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're on the verge. You probably on the verge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm absolutely. I'm. So the the reason I thought it would be interesting to bring up the pandemic, the the fact that we're living through a pandemic is just insane in itself. And I think it really has mental health implications. Um, I've been trying um, all things, like (laughs) every solution I can try and find to stay sane in this period of time. Um, And I use this one meditation app and I was reading up on it. And this meditation app has grown exponentially in the amount of people that have used it since the pandemic has started. Um, like that's more, a good thing. Yeah, more people have joined since the pandemic. Um, versus like how many people joined in January when, like you know, people are setting their New Year's goal resolutions and goals, and some people might be like, "Oh, I want to meditate or breathe better." And so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I'm. I'm with Jessica. I'm not doing the greatest. I work from home and it is extremely alienating to look at someone on a screen Um, Mm -hmm. and looking at screens all day after the pandemic. I might chuck all of my technology Mm-hmm. for at least mm-hmm. a month and just go live in the woods because I can't. <laughs> can't. I'm tired of screens. I'm tired of this pandemic. And I'm wow. tired of people not taking this pandemic seriously. I have severe, I would, I don't want to self-diagnose, but I have severe COVID anxiety and just seeing the amount of people mm-hmm. that can go out and act like nothing is happening is infuriating and fuels my anxiety even more Mm -hmm. and um as everyone on the podcast knows by this point or if you're a new listener um Jessica and Lisa um and I were all family um and I can't see them right now so that's also been pretty hard (laughs) so it's it's going not well (laughs) for transparency (laughs) but at least being transparent so like uh, again, referencing Yana Van Zant, you cannot heal that which you cannot speak, and that mm-hmm. is wonderful to be able to be transparent. I think it's very toxic to hold mm-hmm. things in. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very toxic to not find outlets and resources to um, vent how you feel in safe spaces. But anyway. We'll get to that part and later in this podcast. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Kayla, was, do you have anything else to add? Or you, you want me oh, to go ahead? No, yeah, go ahead, Lisa. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll say I'm probably on the uh, other end of the spectrum. I'm kind of doing okay so far. Um And I guess I'm in between maybe a, introvert extrovert so you know I can kind of be okay occupy my time on the internets and figure out things to do and I guess since I like technology um I guess to me being able to to do zoom or phone calls or 
any uh, video conference calls and things of that nature kind of substitutes for me being able to see someone. So it doesn't feel like I'm too far away because I, I can, you know, see my family or friends and things of that nature. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Like, I'm able to do a little bit more uh, therapeutic things such as, like, do my nails, um, mm. do do things that is relaxing to me. Um, and then also I was able to try to start playing some video games so I could find my time a little bit. Um, and then my niece got me playing uh, Among Us. Ooh, so yes. <laughs> started playing that. <laughs> yes. So I'm just I just dibbling and dabbling a little bit. Um just and then also just trying to work on um things that I enjoy, different hobbies and activities that I enjoy and to occupy my time and then and then also just to figure out like what who I wanna be and like uh figure out my life and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, future goals or, you know, a week from now or a year from now, like what, where do I see myself progressing and things of that nature? Like, so for me, like the pandemic was a perfect way for me to like slow down and kind of just figure out life and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so to me, and then also I already kind of don't like being close to individuals so it to oh me is perfect this, so. this is tro- it's hard for me like we are on a in Michigan I don't know where everybody is in the world but we started a three-week pause and I screamed I was like what so we're going from phase four back to phase one for three weeks I'm done I said don't talk to me don't look at me I am not happy first of all I get my energy from being around people. I get my energy from, I'm a performer. I'm a professional performer and dancing artist. Ballet is my niche, my niche. And I love being around people. So being told that you can't be around people, you can't conjugate and you have to stay home and stay safe. I start saying, I'm like, you know what? Don't talk to me until it's pre until our lives go back. No, no, not even 2021. So <laughs> our lives go back to what it was pre-COVID. Okay. So where yeah, I the, could go it, out and be like, and the funny thing is, I didn't even know. Like when when we when she when they or the government initialized a three week pause, Governor, I actually I actually wasn't sure what what the pause until like I feel like I already was doing it yeah. so, so some I of us were <laughs> but <laughs> to me it's I still like I you know I still can get takeout food I, I still mm-hmm. can go out grocery shop like to me I'm still living the, I'm still living living at large mm-hmm. a little bit in the sense no. then, <laughs> well then, <laughs> But this is perfect. But no, well, this is perfect, though, uh, because we have everyone from, like, each part of the spectrum, in a sense. So we can... (laughs) It's a good thing, like, our listeners be able to side with someone someone of us or something like that can side with, um, you know, how we all feel. 
I don't know. I just feel like, you know, if we all did initially do what we're supposed to do, you know, our numbers probably wouldn't be as high. But Just wear the mask. That's it. That's all. That's the only th- requirement right now is mass and six feet. What I mean, this is like <laughs> kindergarten. It's like kindergarten. It really is. It's like we're adults and like kindergartners can do this. Mass six feet. All right. Like, yeah. we can't even do that. We can't even yeah, do that. No, and so, yeah, no, here we yeah, are. No, I was trying to Fail figure group out project. How, <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how, well, like, how are we getting these high numbers? Like, from the CDC, yeah, I'm like, from people showing up so, at the hospitals and other I'm like, is someone spreading it again? Like, it's, yes, um, yes, like, someone what? is because actually, um, it's not someone; it's multiple groups of people spreading it. Again. Yes, it's asymptomatic people. Um, asymptomatic. Everyone's let down their guards, so people are visiting other households, people are eating in restaurants. And... Um, oh, oh Irresponsibly. Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> ghetto. Uh, um, but you know what? Okay, that moves us on to our next point on this mental health thing. Um, we're going to go over some Which one? statistics. Some oh, okay. statistics. So, According yeah. to Talbot Magazine, Talbot School of Theology, um, from the article, What Every Pastor Needs to Know About Mental Health in the Church by Kevin Van Lant of December 2nd, 2019, one of the statistics that stood out to me was when he said, um, current statistics by the National Institute of Mental Health uh, suggest mm-hmm. that nearly one in five U.S. adults live with mm-hmm. some form of mental illness. This means that nearly 46.6 million Americans over the age wow. of 18 struggle with some form of diagnosable, diagnosable 46.6 mm-hmm. million, a million, a million, I'm sorry, 46.6 million Americans over the age of 18 struggle with some sort of wow. diagnosable mental illness ranging in severity from mild to severe. That's 46.6. So that's almost half. Of America, 46.6 million. That's a lot. That is is a lot lot of Americans over the age of 18 stroke. And this was in December of 2019. So I can't imagine what it is right now with the pandemic. It has to be at least 70%. At least. Oh, yeah. 70%. Or at least double that during this pandemic. Because as much as we talk about... um, people unfortunately which is this is really tragic and sad um passing away from the virus there are people mm-hmm. passing away from um, suicidal attempts or suicidal yeah. um mm-hmm. um and stuff. commitments follow-throughs and so um that brings us to our next point how do we feel about mental health and general or like it's in general the church or both uh how do we feel about mental health in general in terms of our personal perceptions of it in correlation with the church okay good question well uh you want to go first (laughs) yeah i'll go ahead ahead, yeah I, i feel like you know personally mental health is 
I do believe something that should be cherished and also exercise, just like we exercise our physical body, mm -hmm. we should also exercise our, mm -hmm. our mental, emotions, spiritual, like all of that needs exercising and practice as well. So yeah, I, I do feel, you know, mental health is just as important as our physical, you know, making sure we eat right and exercise and all that good stuff. I mean, because if, if our mental health isn't that great, I mean, no matter how much we exercise and eat, we'll you know, mm. our brain, our brain in a sense is deteriorating. And if, if we don't, you know, make sure it's up to par. Yeah. And also, like, yeah, it's just, I, I, I do think it's important. It, it should be talked about um, as much as, you know, our physical health is talked about. And also, you mm -hmm. know, spiritual. But, yeah, and then also, you know, like, with the church, I, I do feel like, you know, the church should also talk about it or have programs and things of that nature in which people can exercise that practice or receive services or be referred to services in which they could also interact um, to grow their mental health as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, I, I do think it's just as important as eating our veggies and fruits, yeah. grains, and all that good stuff, and drinking water. Um, yeah, and how do you yeah. feel with that in correlation with what you see in the church today? Well, you know, based upon, I, I think people should have a gist of what I am. So, I, you know, I'm BBC, so I don't really look towards the church for that type of help, mm, in a sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um... And, and then personally, I this is probably just based upon old thoughts and things of that nature. But yeah, I just don't view the church as a place where I can go get mental health um, assistance. And like, I, I don't feel like it's a comfortable place where I can go get that mm -hmm. assistance or um, and things of that nature. But again, I, this is just based upon I guess just my thoughts and opinion. But you know, some churches are probably not like that. You know, some churches are probably they probably do have services, but I just don't feel comfortable. Mm. Like it's just too much energy. Like trying to find the church, trying to then trying to oh. see if I like church, then seeing if they got what I want. So instead of doing all that, you know, I just kinda um I was just blessed to kind of have family or friends around who help me to to keep my mental health in check in a sense so um yeah so i guess that's kind of like my personal mental health yeah, yeah that's good that's good caitlin you want to go yeah. next yeah um <clears throat> yeah so i agree with everything lisa said i think mental health is just as important as physical health um I think there's actually a, like a quote that people always use. It's like um, when you're, if you got shot in the leg, like you can't just tell someone, oh, you'll be okay. Just walk it off. So in the same <laughs> turn, if someone says, oh, I'm dealing with depression or I'm feeling anxious, you can't just tell someone, oh, just don't be anxious like 
like it's not that easy it just says it's yeah. not yeah. easy to deal with a gunshot wound or like any type of physical ailment ailment mm-hmm. um so yeah i definitely agree that mental health is just as paramount as our physical health and um i think mental health um it's been a journey over time for me i i honestly didn't think much of mental health until i got into high school and things got hectic with school and life and then i was like oh my goodness mental health is real and it is here to stay (laughs) and and um yeah so i guess that's my short blurb of mental health and the importance of it um we're also all in with, within the black community and I thought I saw this really interesting um statistic from the National Alliance on Mental Illness that said 91% of black Americans say religion is somewhat or very important in their lives and the black community is more likely to fall on the church instead of um mental health uh, resources like therapists and psychiatrists um but that there it's a it's a twofold answer i guess to the church part um mm-hmm. is that the black community as a whole there is a, a very big stigma around mental health that needs to be broken immediately <laughs> and then um in the church yeah it's the same way especially with black churches it's just something that needs to be changed and um mm, yeah it a lot of churches and i don't say all churches but a majority um don't have the proper resources or like lisa said how are how are you supposed to know how a church operates and if they'll really be there for you in your time of need when you need them to be if they're like a bigger church or you don't know them as well um and personally for me i also don't turn to the church for mental health help um, because I believe mental health is a scientific issue as much as it is a spiritual issue too but Mm -hmm. um, I think it's it's very rooted in science and we should treat it as such Um, so Mm -hmm. that's why I mainly rely on um, circular mental health resources yeah, yeah, basically you're saying professionals. The healthcare who, professionals. Yes. Right. Yeah. Who who actually got degrees and yes. certification <laughs> and dealing with the brain and emotional right because um, most most mental health issues have to do with chemical imbalances in the brain. Okay. Yes. So people don't think, oh, my brain is an organ and also mm-hmm. may need some help. <laughs> Just like yeah. your heart, just like your kidneys, your liver, et cetera. Like there's specialists that deal and can diagnose and treat and give you prescriptions that will aid and assist you yes. in proper, properly understanding what your body needs to cope, not just hope, cope, but thrive um, yeah. and Heal. live and heal Mm -hmm. um and then piggyback on the black church and the black community another article that stood out to me was by um victor armstrong 
uh, from July 23rd of 2019, where uh, he t- uh, the title is The Role of the Church in Improving Mental Wellness in the African-American Community. I, we happen to be Black American, <laughs> African American, so we're going to talk according to yes. what we are what used we to and accustomed. <laughs> so he said, um, Victor Armstrong said, um, fewer than half of adults in the U.S. with a mental health condition receive mental health services wow. in a given year. African-Americans, mm-hmm. however, utilize mental health services at about one half the oh rate of Caucasian-Americans. This begs the uh, question, yeah. why? We cannot rule out right. the impact of historical adversity, which has mm-hmm. led to race-based exclusion from health, educational, social, and economic resources. We just don't mm-hmm. have, we are still, it's 2020, but we are still dealing with the ramifications of the um, slavery. Slavery and the trauma oh thereof. Everything it's called post traumatic slave disorder. It's called post disorder. I happen to have ancestors who happen to be slaves here in America. And so, therefore, in our DNA, we do have mm-hmm. some trauma that we mm-hmm. also have to address that as a community that many people want us to yeah. want us to forget about yeah like it happened right. yesterday but get oh over it goodness. i'm okay <laughs> excuse me i would never tell someone to get over 9-11 i would never tell someone to get over the holocaust so mm-hmm. i don't expect people to tell me to get over the fact that my ancestors were slaves because right. quiet as it's kept i wouldn't be dealing with some of the situations and circumstances yes. of which i have to mentally endure as a black female mm-hmm. here yeah. in america I do not call myself African-American because I have never visited Africa, nor does Africa know me. So therefore, I am Black. Okay. A mixture of all types of cultures and races of which I have still no trace or evidence of what I am Mm -hmm. because that was denied me and my ancestors. So that was denied. It was destroyed. <laughs> it was destroyed. It was obliterated. Out. <laughs> obliterated. So mental health is very important to me. I am, just recently became a mental health aide this Woo! past late fall. And so I nice. know a lot about mental health, a, a lot about ba- balancing physical health, spiritual health, and um, relational health and uh, mental health and having been a part of also fundraising for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, it is very, I tell students, I educate students and others that I mentor that, you know, your mental health is number one. Mm -hmm. Your employers need to understand that. Your educators need to understand that. Your colleagues, friends, and family need to understand the boundaries and the ramifications of which it's important to have your boundaries and to have your health, your mental health. And so, especially within the church, um, and I completely understand um, where you, Lisa and Caitlin, are coming from as far as trusting the church with such a heaviness. Mm -hmm. It is heaviness because not everybody you can trust in the church, you yeah. know, Sally, I go to Sally and tell her about my, mm-hmm. my, there's no, issues. HIPAA. May, and there's no HIPAA <laughs> and not just that it might be the front news of the church. Oh, let me get my popcorn. Like as opposed to praying for 
me as yes. opposed to trying mm-hmm. to help me or console me or being a ear sometimes I don't want to hear your advice I just want you to shut up and listen to me yeah just listen just just mm-hmm. sit down and be, some people just don't know how to sit and down and just listen judgment. to somebody be up and right which, let which me be which I think I'm um, sorry y'all I just <laughs> have to go there it's a, no and I think about. real raw yeah. receipts <laughs> and I and I think also there. like that's the point of you know, based upon what I've been reading, they were saying like maybe some of the pastors should also get certified and also yes, they, they absolutely should. In which they could then, you know, better assist or direct people to to the correct pathways or resources that they need to get the help that they were just complaining about or venting about or just, you know, needed the ear on or needs was trying to seek advice. And things of that nature and then they were saying that um you know some of the pastors don't even have um you know that certification of mental health in which wow. they're re- where in which they can really assist their congregation yeah and then one thing i wanted to add too was you know when it comes to the church and the perception of mental health i meant to also mention was um prayer like they always made it seem prayer was always the solution. Yes, which also hints to what always you the solution or the only solution to the problem, and it's not the right. only solution. Mm-hmm. And you just yeah, praying it so away. True. You can't pray that some stuff. Oh, you can't just pray goodness. away. That's, you have oh, to have a balance. That mm-hmm. just really drives. If it someone tells you pray, you pray it away. Run. Don't yes. listen. That, just go. I would like to say I. I don't know, this might be a controversial or unpopular opinion with most of the a church community or Christian community, but I think that is pretty harmful um, to kids and children growing mm-hmm. up in the society and in the Christian community to, like, a child is having mm-hmm. an issue or a problem or they're having mental health issues and you tell a child, just pray it away, you'll be fine. Like, it not only does it solve anything it's traumatic but it also minimizes what they're truly going through um Mm -hmm. so yeah i that i'm glad you brought that up because i think that is something that really needs to change not that prayer isn't powerful and can cause miracles but it's definitely not a a cure all (laughs) and all be all not you know go ahead lisa i'm sorry I don't know. I was in agreement with everyone. Yeah. yeah so, were... oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, and they also mentioned how, like, how does that separate like faith and mental health and then prayer, like all of that correlating together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having having that as a coping mechanism, rather than you know utilizing a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, based upon that was based upon one of the articles I read. Uh, it said that you know blacks were relying on faith and religion or the church as a coping mechanism rather than you're utilizing mental health professionals to yeah. assist with the issue. So, I, which ties into praying it off, or the mm-hmm. pastor talking about it the next day? <laughs> you just like. <laughs> maybe exactly. i should go to church maybe i should go to uh what what they call it confessions 
Oh, in yeah. Catholic, in the Catholic Church to keep it, you know, synonymous. <laughs> I, will, yeah. I also have a follow-up question to that. That's pretty interesting that you said that um, most people are um, the Black community mostly goes to right. um, the church and prayer um, instead of, mm-hmm. like, mental Faith. health resources. And um, right. it begs a, like, follow-up question of do we go to the church because we don't know that these other resources are available? And also mm-hmm. another follow-up comment or question is that churches, I, I think churches need to reach across the aisle into science and realize that there are things that the church may be lacking in, but realize that there are outside sources that can be a vessel in the church and utilize mm-hmm. in the church to make a difference. It does not all need to be within the church for it to be, um, what's the word? You know what I'm saying? Valid. I think it would help a lot because I, I don't think the black community, there's already a stigma in place. And we also just don't know where to get the resources and how to afford these resources as well. So I think the church right. could really build that uh, bridge and that gap. They could, but you remember, uh, I think less than 80% of their income are, is going right, to facilities. Right. <laughs> oh, that was going from our previous right. episode. If you haven't, if you haven't um, listened to our previous and, podcast, and we did talk about where the money and resources are going towards within the church. Um, so go back to our previous podcast and you'll understand yes. what Lisa yes. is talking about. <laughs> but you're right, Lisa. You're right. <laughs> we um, could, but our money's going somewhere else. It's going somewhere else. And, you know, tapping, tagging into answering your first question as far as African-Americans or Blacks, um, going to church or not so or rather blacks not so apprehensive about going to mental health care or professionals is because Mm -hmm. it stems from a history of well grandma went to church and she prayed in a way or tried to pray Mm -hmm. in a way so I'm going to do what grandma did like Mm. it's the devil it's, right or it's the devil and it's just like when will no. we just sit down and see that some of these ritualistic yeah. traditions just don't work mm-hmm. they just don't it's, they're not healthy well or conducive mm-hmm. i mean there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with prayer i'm not saying there's any I, there's nothing wrong yes. with prayer Jessica but it's, is a prayer warrior warrior <laughs> trust me i'll be praying every single second of every single day especially this pandemic has definitely taught me how to pray However, mm-hmm. I have also learned that there is nothing wrong with having supplemental things mm-hmm. like talking to a counselor, like journaling, like right. talking to a friend to be like, hey, this is hard for me. Hey, I don't know how I can get through another day on a Zoom call as opposed to being in person with you. You know, so mm-hmm. I can't pray the Zoom away. <laughs> I definitely can't pray the Zoom away. Because if I go outside during this three-week pause and say, I'm just going to hang out with a group of people, I'm going to be in trouble. I'm going to be fined or or imprisoned or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, there are 
resources where we have to, as Black people, balance um, mental health, prayer, Mm -hmm. and physical Mm -hmm. health, you know, and um, another celebrity that's spearheading, I was just listening on the radio, another major celebrity that's spearheading mental health within the Black community is Taraji P. Henson and she's she's been a big big advocate for mental health in the black community community so I really would encourage loads and loads of people there's so many resources on social media or online where you can join in on zoom calls um there is Mm -hmm. this one Instagram group that's providing you know where black people can come on zoom and just Talk, talk to one another about mental health, about, you know, raising kids and teaching them from home and during this pandemic, how are the parents doing or how are the singles out there doing or the married couples? So it's, but um, tagging onto that question, it's like, we, Black people have always been under-resourced when it mm-hmm. comes to yes. having access to health care, having access to mental health care, mm-hmm. having access to programs that will help and aid us as opposed to people putting us or I'm well, going to say I, me in a category of, oh, she's she's black. So, she, you know, I don't know if she has the resources, you know, just automatically mm-hmm. wow. judging someone yep. based off of the color of their skin still happens mm. within the health industry. Yes. And it's huge in the health industry, which leads me to to also say that it's just based upon our history here in America. You know, we weren't, nothing here for, nothing that's created here was meant for us to thrive on. Like, you know, had, oh, oh, <laughs> African, um, American descendants of slaves. Okay, did I say ADOS? Um, basically, it was, it, nothing here was meant for us to thrive on. I mean, you have people who implemented drugs in the community mm-hmm. and made us use that as our source of income. Took away our jobs. Jobs left city, urban areas. You know, you put horrible environmental damaging companies mm-hmm. in the communities. Uh, you can't, we can't move due to housing laws. Um, you know, just the list goes on. And then also when you mentioned that the healthcare, like none of the healthcare providers care for us. When you see the statistics of our um, giving birth mortality rate is so high, like nothing here for us. So it's not really us. So um I just think it's a way for it, you know, the government to, uh, you know, kind of take us out uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And it's just, we're just holding on to our last thread and reversing and trying to do better and find ways. Yeah, despite <sighs> all the barriers. I <laughs> This has been yeah. a really interesting conversation so far and I'm sure people are like what how do we fuse from mental health to the black community and the issues that are pervasive in the black community but 
I, I yeah. think it's important um, to let our listeners know that um, that being black is well that, that that's what we are first of all <laughs> yes but also it's a it's a very big part of our life and our um, yeah. trajectory and the barriers that we face and mm-hmm. even in the church it's all very interconnected so many yeah. of our podcasts including this one will have um, you'll learn more about the implications of um, black Americans and what we experience within yeah. the world oh, yeah. and the church and everything else so just wanted to clarify that as well because I'm sure someone listening is like oh, <laughs> I thought this was about going well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah we just talk about the mental health right now it's just it, I mean technically yeah. it all comes yeah, it together all comes it always in yeah but um yeah, no, it's just hard. And then, you know, we just rely, I feel like due to our history and, you know, what we grew up in, it's just we rely on the church for that help. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they're not they're not at the capacity in which they nope. can help us. You know, they need they need a little bit more. Um, they you know, they need to, you know, listen to all forms of people and beings to you know, really thrive and for the church to thrive within the community to provide those mental health services that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and that yeah. goes back to our previous podcast of when we talked about the church getting to know the individual, the church getting to know you for you and what is going like. If you notice that a patron hasn't been coming to church for the past three weeks, don't wait till two months later to be like, oh, remember Jim used to come? How is he doing? It's too late. It is too late. Like, <laughs> you notice that Jim hasn't been coming for two weeks, then you need to reach out and be like, hey, Jim, how's it going? I know it's a pandemic. We are thinking of you. What, how can we better service you? How can we help you so that you can be still a part of our community as opposed to, oh, well, he's gone. Oh, well, you know, like, see, Mm -hmm. and so that also impacts mental health too, because when people don't think that you're thinking about them or they just don't think that you're going to go the extra mile for them after they've gone the extra mile for you, it's like, what is the point of even trying? And that's why you have so many suicide rates going up is because you don't have people reaching out to people and be like, hey, how can I listen to you? How can I listen to you without you losing trust in me to know that your news is not going to be out on the street Mm -hmm. the next day? Like you can confide in me and I, you know, your new I can I can hold water some people just can't hold water and that's an American mm-hmm. slang for you give somebody some news and the next second Sally knows it and Karen and Bob like mm-hmm. you know what I mean and you know. so um yeah mm-hmm. mental health is very very important to me like on and if that and also you know finding moments to disconnect from people sometimes you just need a break from people like I'm Sometimes you need a break from social media, like turn off your phone, turn it off, turn off everything. Yeah. Don't set an alarm, like, you know, message mm-hmm. your employer and be like, hey, I don't, I'm, I can't come in tomorrow because I just can't. Mm-hmm. And that is yes. valid. That's real. Very and if valid. your employer has it's a true. problem with that, 
then they need to talk to Tell HR to because that's against <laughs> yes, <laughs> this podcast and also it's against your right during this yeah. pandemic mm-hmm. to have a mental health day. Period. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, a, that's another thing. I feel like some people, I, I would just like to daily scream into the abyss. We're in a pandemic because I feel people like forget people forget employers out here forgetting it's a pandemic. I can't. Oh like, yeah. Uh, I'm tired of people putting profit over people. Like it's disgusting and it needs to be stopped. Uh, like it's uh. Well, yeah. I mean profit over people. But you know how it stops is when you let your employers and your bosses know, hey, guess what? Just mm-hmm. I'm checking out today, I can't. Yeah. And if they ask why, it's a whole pandemic. But Sorry. then, but then they like, I can forget. I can replace you because yeah. someone else I'm, is like I, okay. I need a job. So. You know what? But we can always go over the legalities of of that because that's against your civil mm. rights here in America yeah, during a pandemic. You got a good so, point. Sir. You know we don't want to have a whole bunch of lawsuits <laughs> going on because that's what's about to happen. Because at the <laughs> end of the day, you know. We you have to keep put yourself first. You know we're mm-hmm. so accustomed accustomed to especially within our American lives to not have breaks, to not have vacations, yes. to not have moments where we can heal ourselves. We're just go 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 go, and mm-hmm. access to us is like, did you get my email? Did you get my text? I mean <laughs> the the access to there's like the privacy also yeah, impacts their mental health system. because it's like you know they're like everybody expects you to answer at their beckoning call like if you mm-hmm. didn't get the text you better have got the email if yes. you didn't get the email you better have oh got the phone goodness. call if you didn't get the phone call then you better have got the letter in the mail because I overnighted it like it's just ridiculous <laughs> I overnighted it uh, it's so, ridiculous so, yeah so I guess that leads me to as you know if what where can people go and what can people do when faith and prayer is enough for them for I say I personally say just disconnect sometimes you just need yes. to disconnect the pull oh the plug on all every like we live in a technology driven society mm-hmm. here in our first world ism <laughs> culture first world sort of um, I would just say this country is <laughs> at this point we don't know however I would say it's okay to disconnect if Sal- if your friend is Sally Sally says just because you didn't answer your phone yesterday you guys guess what just because taking a leave of absence from all social anything I just, it's nothing against you mm-hmm. I just need to detach I haven't been able to travel this year. Normally, I would travel to New York. Normally, I would have my vacation. That didn't happen this year. So Jessica has to have fine vacations, which means yes. she's off the grid. Yeah. Well, Disconnect. If people mm-hmm. get offended, that's on them. But yes. you're, you have you once first. your mind goes, everything else goes. Mm-hmm. Everything else goes. So, so basically, you know, that's one. Find find some sort of activity in which that doesn't require technology in a sense. Yes, mm-hmm. go out in nature or just yeah. Don't be on the just don't. I'd also 
say uh, you don't always have to, this sounds sad, but it actually is very therapeutic. Um, mm-hmm. Once you put the screens down uh, or like social media down for a little bit, you don't have to leap into a, another activity per se. I feel like we're also in this productivity uh, trap of yes. like we need to be doing something at all times. So if Ridiculous. you want to just, you know, lay there and just do think. nothing <laughs> that's it's okay. okay yeah yeah so that's that's my recommendation is if you need to stare at a wall for some for an hour <laughs> yes. or two you stare at that wall girl let your brain recoup <laughs> yeah that, that that almost kind of sounds like meditation to me in a sense yeah um, you know one with self in a sense <laughs> um yeah no for sure um and then I also was seeing like self care, some sort of self care for yourself, whether that's, mm-hmm. you know, um, taking a long bath or, you know, doing your nails or, yes. you know, just hair, doing your hair, things of that nature that, you know, makes you feel good. Um, yeah. And then I also. And, read your, and then read your Bible. Read your Bible. Try. Yeah. If anything, you know. that'll put you to sleep. Not disrespectfully. Yes. I just mean that. <laughs> I just mean that sometimes it would be so calming. <laughs> it's, it's okay, Kim. We, we got it. We don't want you to we keep digging. It do make you fall asleep. If you can't sleep at night, that's one thing our parents, like Caitlin's grandma, my mom, would say, just read, you can't sleep, read your Bible, and you will fall right to sleep. Go straight to the Old Testament, you fall right to sleep. Yeah, learn, try. learn and sleep. <laughs> um, well, speaking of the Bible, were there any instances in which it talks about mental healthness or? Yeah, um, I um this article by Austin Maddox, Maddox from August eighth, twenty nineteen. What does the Bible say about mental illness? This was great segue to the closure of this program. They, um, he said something that was really encouraging. Um, he said his word, or rather God's word, promises that those who are in the midst of suffering, whether experiencing death or depression, have the hope that everything is working together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And that's Romans 8, verse 28. I thought that mm-hmm. was really nice. And um, also he said... We know that the trials that we are experiencing on this earth, while difficult and uncomfortable, are the testing of our faith, James 1, 2, to produce endurance and character, Romans 5, 3, verses 3 through 5, and are never without purpose. Mm. So that's nice. Um, Yeah, and I also saw something about uh, when Jesus was going about healing individuals, um, People who came had, you know, a physical illness or some sort, or might have also had some sort of mental um, illness Health. as well. Yeah. And so, um, in a sense, I, I don't know which scripture it was, but when it talks about, you know, people coming in, in droves to see him or just touch him to be healed, in a sense, I guess it also referenced, um, you know, people getting healed from all from all types of sources, from physical mm-hmm. emotions, mental, spiritual, you know, all of that jazz. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is so true. Um, Jesus did, he healed all manners of diseases, all manner of illnesses, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, internal, and so, external, internal, external, and that's mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this article by Automatics because he also said, um, adding on to what you said, Lisa, um, mm-hmm. he said, you know other places throughout scripture show God people using elements from the earth such as leaves and figs to assist from physical ailments and mm-hmm. then he also noted that taking me- medication in the midst of mental illness does not does not show a lack of faith in the ability of the Lord to sustain us through the suffering rather mm-hmm. it may allow some to experience God with more clarity um, yeah. and another amazing thing that he said was um mental illness can affect any of us mm-hmm. whether a pastor sunday school teacher or faithful church or uh the suspect suspected struggle of of mental illness should not be a source of shame or be kept mm-hmm. hidden mm-hmm. that Amen was really that. cool yeah so. yeah i agree wanted to end on that note um so god does care and there are people Mm -hmm. out there that do care about your mental health about Mm -hmm. our mental spiritual and physical well-being they all go hand in hand you know you can't be successful in one area um without the other so yeah but thank you guys for tuning in. Lisa, you yes. want to close us out? Yeah, thank you, everyone. Um, again, check us out on IG, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Spotify, all those platforms, and also email us if you want to comment or ask us a question or something like that. We will try to get back with you. Tune in for next week's discussion. Look forward to your comments. Have a good day. Yes. Thank you, Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.